Good morning. Am I on? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm really glad to be here again. Maria and I, we are really glad to be here. You are a family to us. And not just because I'm standing here, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but we have known many of you for a long time. And you have been with us. You are here in the United States, but yet you are with us in Liberia as well. And so we thank you so much for your support of us and for the ministry of the Lord. Uh, we are willing to do the work, but we cannot do it without you. Helping us and putting God first in your life. And so thank God for all he has done for all of us and he continues to do. Until he comes, we have to keep working and doing what we need to do. And so, let me just briefly pray, and then I can move on. Father, thank you so much, Lord. You know that I don't know your word, but when your Holy Spirit comes, Lord, he will speak to all of us. Guide me now and lead me through this time, and thank you so much for the beautiful songs and everything we have heard. May you now, Lord, give your spirit to help, let him take charge of the message. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, I want to, uh, the passage, that great passage that has just been read, I want to speak on the topic, the reason and purpose of Christian baptism. Why are we baptized? Why do we go down? You know, you said, Jesus Christ, why can't you walk away and go? But they had to put us in the water. Why do we have to go down in the water? That's what I want to speak on today. Before we come to the, um, there's a foundation for which this is to be done. The power of it. And so the first thing I want to talk about, it is Christian baptism, it is built on the grace of God through Christ. The grace of God through Christ. Romans 5, 20 to 21 reads, the law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace is a foundation of Christian baptism. It is because of God's grace. And so if it is not built on that foundation, if it is not built on God's, you know, grace, then it's nothing. The second thing that is, it is our response to God's grace through faith in Christ. It is our response to God's grace through faith in Christ. God has given us grace, but what is our response? This is the message of Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, which reads, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I want, you know, I... You have heard me say this before, but since I came into the United States, I came here before I, I heard something called toll booth. 
you know, something called toll booth. I don't, I don't even know what toll booth is. When you go to Chicago, oh, man. <laughs> Everywhere you go, they, you, okay, you there are so many toll booths on the way. You go through this one, you pay. Then just, you know, a mile away again, toll booth. Why can't you just stop now? Why toll booth, toll booth, toll booth? And you cannot go through that toll booth unless you pay for it. Otherwise, you will be sitting over there. They're not going to let you in. So if I were to turn it on the other side, what is a toll booth? And what price is there? The toll booth is that we need to get to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But Jesus paid the price. We don't have to go there and say, pay $5. Jesus paid a price in four, but you know why? He gave her a key. If we don't use that key, we're not going to go through the toll booth. And what is that key? Faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. The price has been paid, but all we need to do is to use faith so that we can get into that toll booth. It's already paid. So let me move on. Before we, I mean, as I go through this today, in order to clarify the reason and purpose of Christian baptism as recorded in the passage that had just been read in Romans 6, I would like to use the agricultural analogy of bird grafting. Bird grafting. Bird grafting involves three important steps. You, must, it, you take three important steps to do bird grafting. When I was growing up in, in Africa, my, my first career is agriculture. So I went to school, you know, vocational school I went to, I was a farmer. <laughs> I learned how to, how to do farming. And so I used to teach people about it. But bug grafting, this is what happened. The first step of bug grafting is death. Death. Romans 6, 1 to 3, that just been read to us, say, what shall we say then? Should we go on sinning so that grace may increase? The answer is, by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Isaiah 53 verse 5 reads, But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his womb we are healed. What does this mean, brothers and sisters? It means that we no longer belong to our old slave master, sin. Verse 6 and 7, verses 6 and 7 read, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the, the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Verse 14 reads, For sin shall, not, shall no longer be your master, because you are not honor the law, but honor grace. So let's see the picture here on bud grafting. Let's see our first picture here. You see, when you do bud grafting, this is what happened. You cut the bud out of that tree. Okay, that stuff that is there. You cut it off from there. 
So it died to that other tree because you see what a tree, what do trees do? When, when, when these trees you see here, when you have the, that's why the leaves and the trees and everything grow up together. There's something called cambium that may be between the bark and, 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 and the wood. You know, that's where the fruits or the, 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 the roots of the tree will suck in all the nutrients. That's why when you're ready to, to fertilize a place, the tree, you don't drop it on the tree. You put it in the ground. And there where the roots will be, they want to take the nutrients up. So that's why you see green leaves and all these kind of things, especially when the sun shines on it. But then the fruit that is coming up, it fed from the roots. So that's what happened. So when you do bud grafting, and you, that means you have to cut that from over there. And so it's not any master anymore because it has been cut out from over there. Its food will not come from over there. It's not going to have any way because you cut it off. So it has no more master on that side. That had nothing to do with it anymore. It cannot go past there. I come for you to feed me. Can you send food here? It will not do it. It's been cut off from it. So that's why when we come to Jesus Christ, the first thing that happened when we baptize into Jesus Christ, the first thing that happened in baptism is we die to our old life, sin. We die to that. What's the second thing? The second thing we want to talk about here is burial, burial, implantation. Verse 4 reads, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, the, from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So when you, let, let's see the next one please. When you move in here, you see you cut it from over there from the other tree, right? We cut it from the other tree. And what you do, you plant it into this one. You plant it into the one. You cut it off from all that. It has, no, it has no power over there to play again. And so you bury it into this one, into this other tree. You bury it and you put some uh, uh, tape around it so that water will not go in to destroy it. But then when you put it there, that is its new master now. That is the one where its food is going to come from. Its nourishment is going to come from over there. So when we are Christian and we come to Jesus Christ, the next thing that happens is that is our fruit. And every food and everything now is going to come from Jesus. It is not going to come by from our slave master, which is sin. We have a new master now. We have a new place where our food is going to come from. Our nourishment is from Christ. It's from Christ. The third thing is resurrection. You bury it in there, and then here comes resurrection. Verse 5 reads, if we have been buried I mean, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Verses 8 to 10 read, Now if we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has power I mean, mastery over him. That death he died. He died as he died to, to, to sin once for all. But a life he lived, he lived to God. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Look at the next three, please. You see what's happening? It was buried into that, that, that stock. 
Now it grows up in there. It has new life now. Its life has been different. You know, it is not in that tree anymore because that tree is not supporting it. And when it goes into this place, it has protection. It has its power. It's from this tree. This tree will not kill it because that's its new child now. It is new. It has new life in a new tree and a new hope and a new power. It's from that tree. It is not from the old one anymore because it has no connection with us anymore. My friends, when we come to Jesus Christ, we have new life in Christ. Resurrection. We have new life. We grow up, we bury, we, 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 we die, we bury, and we resurrect in Christ. This is the new life we have. Let me just read here Romans 15. I mean, sorry, 1 Corinthians 15, 53 to 57 reads, For the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, oh. this is great, isn't it? Death has no power over us anymore. Because we die to sin. We bury in Christ. Because Christ took on the pain for us. He took on the sin for us. And he died in our Respond, he, he died for us so that we will live a new life. And now we resurrect in Jesus Christ. And now we have new life. Our life is, you see, in that tree that you show, when it grew up in that, in that tree, anything that affects that tree, affects that, you know, that affects that, that branch, affects the tree. We believers, we are called the body of Christ. That means anything that affects us, if, if, if you were, you know, this, you are the body, if you, if you hurt your finger, the first thing that's going to happen is that your brain is going to feel it and they say, oh, you hurt. And you will be your connection point of between you and, and, and the body. So Jesus is the head and we are the body. And so we are connected to Jesus Christ. So whatever hurts us, hurts Christ. Whatever burns us, burns Christ. That's what it means. That means we are all in Jesus Christ. His life is our. His plan is our. His love is our. Yes, he had love over us. That's why you and I live, we are resurrected in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, you all know this. There was a day called Easter. <laughs> Easter morning. Jesus, on the group on that Friday, Jesus was put into the grave. And he was in the grave. He was persecuted. He was, he was, he, we were crucified, put in the grave. And that day, that Sunday morning, sees a pilot seal that was through the door where he was in the grave. He put it on the, on the, on the stone, I mean that rock that was put to the door of, of the grave. Then, soldiers were standing there. The rock was a heavy rock. But you know what? Sun, Easter morning, the ground began to shake. 
And the rock began to move away. Rock cannot hold him down anymore. Pilate's seal, his seal could not hold him down. And Christ came out victoriously. Even the crown that they wrapped around him was in the, in the ground. And Jesus came out victoriously. What belonged to the world will remain here. But what belonged to Christ will go to heaven. Amen. That's what we are. We are in Christ. Our, our nourishment is in Christ. Our faith is in Christ. Our life is in Christ. Let me just give you something of what happened. You know, my mother, when she died, my mother died 2014, and we were in the United States, so that time we didn't have enough money to fly by for me to be able to meet, you know, to meet my brothers and sisters so we can bury my mom. So I told them, please bury her, send some money, but then please bury her, and then when I come over, we will do the memorial service together. They said, okay. So 2017, I went to do the memorial service. When we were there, I was preaching. I was the one preaching the <laughs> service. And then uh, one of my elders was standing by me, and he was interpreting for me. So I said to the group, I said to the whole church, and I said, my mother died 1965. And he looked at me and said, Joe, no, no. <laughs> Your mother died in 2014. And I said, <laughs> I said just wait. <laughs> I said, wait. And he couldn't believe me. Why, why would you say your mother died in 1965? So, my mother died in 1965 because that was the time she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. She brought her with her past. She brought her with her, her old slave master. And now she came to Jesus Christ. So that was her death. Now she died in Jesus. She buried with Jesus. She resurrected with Jesus. And so in 2014, the death she died is no longer death. She's sleeping so that she will be, when Christ comes back, she will wake up and be caught up with Jesus. When you sleep, what do you expect? You expect to wake up. She died, but now she's asleep. My friends, this is what happened to all of us. One day, we will leave this earth. But when you're in Jesus Christ, rejoice. It's just a passage. Death is just a passage. Because eternal life belongs to you. For you are Christ's child. You are Christ's child. But then what is the purpose now? We have talked about the, the foundation, the beginning the, the, the of it, but what is the purpose of it, the importance of it? We have seen it, but what is the purpose? The first thing we see is that there's a change of relationship, and we just talked about it, but let me just read this verse. It says, do not offer any part of your body, I mean of yourself, to sin as instrument of weakness, but rather follow your, I mean, uh, uh, offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer any part of your body, and offer every part of your body to Him as the instrument of righteousness. We have to offer ourselves to Christ, to Christ, because that's where we are now. That's where we belong. That's our home. Second, the second thing that happened, you know, the purpose for that is for fruit bearing. Fruits bearing. We got to bear fruits. This comes on two levels, okay? The first level is, I am a vine, Jesus said, you in, in John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
Matthew 7, 16 to 18 reads, By their fruit, you will receive, I mean, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or fruits? Sorry, or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear a bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. And so, my friend, the first thing we begin to see is that fruit bearing. But this other fruit bearing we're looking at is a personal fruit bearing. Is how do we grow up in the Lord? The second part of that, the second part of that is for procreation, to reproduce. Okay? To reproduce. Ephesians, I mean, John 15, 16 to 17 also read, you did not choose me, but Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. In the point that you saw that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 read, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. John 20, 21 to 22, read, 23 reads, Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive some, anyone's sin, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive, they are not forgiven. John 14, verse 12 reads, Every, I mean, very truly I tell you, whatever, whoever believes in me will, will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Christian baptism, brothers and sisters, is not just for salvation, but also for fruit bearings. There are so many people in the world today that need Jesus Christ. And what do we do? We got to bear fruit by bringing them and grafting them so that they can be grafted into Jesus Christ. Please show that picture again so we can see it. You see what's happening here? Woo! That is really great. Apple is good. To chew. You see, the apple doesn't say to you, when you're ready to go and harvest the apple, when you've you already had the fruit, when the tree, you plant it into that tree, when the tree has already produced that fruit, you can't go there and say, no, it's me. Uh, you can't take my fruit from me. No, it is there to give it to you. It is hoping there for you to nourish you, to give you your nourishment. So when we come to Jesus Christ, we have to bear fruit. We can't hold on to it and say, no, I'm not going to give it out. And how do you do it? You have to reach out to the world. You have to reach out to the people so that they can come to Jesus Christ in whom you, in which you, 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 you have now been planted so that more people who don't know Jesus Christ can come and be planted into Christ. That is what it is. Are you holding on to it and saying, no, I will make you hungry? If we are not talking to people, we are telling them, I want you to die with starvation. I want you to die without Christ. So what is our plan, brothers and sisters? We have to Reach out to the world for Christ. That's why we are called. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so sent are you. You are in Christ. His mission should be your mission. His work should be your work. His plan should be your plan. 
Because we are in him. We have been grafted into him. And we must live a life that, that, that represents him. Let me put it this way, friends. As the church, two things take place in the church. Two things must be in place. There must be willing senders. There must be people who are willing to send orders so they can go. There must be willing messengers, those who are ready to go. And my friend, let me tell you, not because I'm in the, in, the, in the church here with you today. No, you are willing to send us, and we are willing to go. And you know, let me put it this way. Among you right now, there might be people who are here who want to go. Not just sending, but going. And some people can send and go at the same time. That's the job we have to do. Let us go. And Jesus said, you will be my disciple. He told them in, 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 in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will be my disciple in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. What does that mean? Where is our Jerusalem? Where we live? The place where we are right now, your friends around you are your Jerusalem. Then you go into the inner city. That's your, <laughs> that's, that's your Judea. So wherever we are, that's where the mission field is. So let us reach out to the people of this world, wherever we are. If you cannot go, saint, because you have, all of us have responsibility. Those who want to go, send them. And those who want to and you who want to go, you go. We all are in Christ, and Christ's mission is our mission. So let me just read and close with this passage. Romans chapter 8, I mean Romans chapter 10, verses 14 to 15 reads, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. My brothers and sisters, that's why it is. Are you proclaiming good news? Are you sending people? And you know the, the great things about it? We are taking good news. In my culture, what the people used to do there, they, you know, we live in villages, we don't have cars, so somebody can drive, we didn't have phone. During that time when I was growing up, there's no phone. So when somebody in the other village, let's say uh, uh, 10 miles away from you in that village, when somebody died there, they have to come and tell the other, they, maybe they were, the person was having connection with the other village. They had to send somebody to come tell the, the, the news to the, to the community and say, this person died here. But when you bring the death news, it's not easy. Because you bring bad news. You come to a place there, and that person will call some, you know, one of the, the, the town chief together and say, uh, aside and say, I have a message. This person died, so they say, I should come and tell you all. Then that, the, the group will get together before they come and announce it to the whole village, and then people start crying. But then somebody is saying, let's say that a child is born. Maybe this is the girl, she's from here, and she, and she married over there into the other village, and her child is born. And then they send somebody, because we don't have any way to call it. Oh, a baby is born. No, they send it to the parents and to come and bring that news. The person will come at the, ent I mean, the entrance of the, of the village. The person will shout, oh, 
<laughs> because everybody there said, oh, that's good news. Everybody started running and they started dancing because that's a good news. To, produce, to, pro, to proclaim the good news is so great. Then the bad news. And you know why you and I have good news? Jesus covered it all. And we belong to heaven where our king lives. My brothers and sisters, thank you so much for wanting to be what God wants us to be and to be his instrument here on earth. Thank you, thank you.